Hi, everyone. Today's podcast guest is the founder of Clear Blue Smiles, Kevin Dillard of AAO fame. This company is of particular interest to us because it solves one of the major issues with many direct-to-consumer aligner companies, the professional oversight. Right. This is different, and I'm really happy to hear that. So um, this is a model that actually has an orthodontist involved. So um, it's safe and, and, and high quality. So I know our listeners are going to want to hear more about it. So let's get started. Welcome to the Survival Guide for Orthodontists, the podcast that makes you the authority in orthodontics in your community. Get ready for insights on how to compete on expertise and trust against mail order and retail orthodontics. It's not always about the lowest fees. And now, from the People in Practice team, your hosts, Dr. Leon Klempner and Amy Epstein. Welcome to the Survival Guide for Orthodontists. I'm Amy Epstein. I have 20 years of marketing, branding, and PR experience working with companies large and small and everything in between from branding and transition, digital lead generation campaigns. I'm joined by my dad, retired orthodontist, and co-founder and CEO of People in Practice. Hello, everybody. I'm Leon Klempner, as Amy uh, so graciously introduced me. Uh, I am a graduate of the University of Maryland Dental School, Go Terps, the Tufts Ortho Program, Go Jumbos, and I also teach at Stony Brook and Harvard. I have no idea. (laughs) Crimson. I have no idea what their uh, mascots are. Seawolves and Crimson. Stony Brook Seawolves and and Harvard Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Anyway, I'm also a, uh, this very interesting for you to know, a wannabe harmonica player and blues guitarist, computer geek, and a board-certified orthodontist. So today we have Kevin Dillard, and he is what I would call a renaissance man. In addition to serving as the Clear Blue Smile CEO and founder, he's a thought leader and a legal expert. His experience actually comes from 18 years as an executive at the American Association of Orthodontists. So he knows our field very, very well. He used his expertise to make Clear Blue Smiles the preferred teleorthodontic provider. Kevin served as the general counsel for the AAO, leading the legal and the advocacy efforts overall and shaping the message with regard to do-it-yourself orthodontics. He spent many years organizing federal lobbying efforts on Capitol Hill on behalf of the AAL. Kevin, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Dr. Klintner, for uh, having me on. This is an honor. Great. Call him Leon. He likes that. Call me Leon. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kevin, um, we we know that it's, it's becoming a crowded aligner market. So let's start with some basics. What is Clear Blue Smiles, and why did you create it? Uh, sort of what part of the market does it aim to capture? Uh, sure. Well, that's a three-part question. I'll take the it is. <laughs> uh, t- take them in chronological order there. So um, uh, what it is is kind of the perfect hybrid model between um, what the industry is calling direct-to-consumer, although we can talk about that later. I don't think it's really direct-to-consumer what's happening out there, but more of this um, kind of off-the-shelf, so to speak, clear line or orthodontic therapies that are that are very low cost, I would call them very low, um, low touch and, and even low quality, maybe especially on follow up and from a standard of care. Um, 
it's a hybrid between the uh, convenience of, of that at-home model combined with rigorous diagnostics on the front end, taken by a professional and overseen by an orthodontist. Um, that's what it is. Uh, the demographic we're targeting are that vast um, majority of Americans who have been bombarded with advertising about clear liner therapy is the next big thing. Um, you know, the, the advertisements seem to suggest uh, some of those companies can treat everybody. We, of course, know that that's not true. Um, and those consumers are aware that that at-home treatment model is out there, that clear aligner therapy can be done remotely, um, saving them the time, of course, of going to uh, the orthodontist or dentist on a monthly or, or bi-monthly basis. Um, but at the same time, they're wary of what we hear many consumers call knockoff healthcare. Um, you know, they're just not going to choose that for their kids. But at the same time, they're aware that this is possible. And it's sort of uh, human instinct nature to understand that technology advances and makes things more accessible and, and uh, easier and more affordable to obtain. Which kind of leads me into, uh, I think, your third question, why we created it. Um, you mentioned at the, at the top my experience at the AO. Um, as, you might, as you might imagine, being followers of the orthodontic and dental industry, the last five or six years, a uh, huge amount of the intellectual, emotional energy, uh, along with the legal arguments, have gone around dental boards, the standard of care, um, certain companies out there that may or may not be adhering to state regulations and, and uh, legislation, but yet are selling multiple tens of thousands of cases in the United States every every month based upon really nothing more than an impression, a physical impression, a mold that a patient performs on themselves, or nothing more than a 3D model that they get from a, from a brick and mortar owned by some of these companies. Um, I was the guy at the AO kind of devising these legal arguments. Um, I was the media spokesman talking about standard of care, how orthodontic oversight is absolutely necessary. And one thing I would say over and over during that time was orthodontics is not a commodity. And if you listen to some of the advertisements, see the social media commentary, uh, some of these companies tend to frame it as a commodity. It's like buying a set of tires. Uh, just buy a set of aligners and you get uh, you know a new smile in six months. And it's just not that simple. Orthodontics is a complex biological process that has uh, untold number of variables that if it's not overseen by a professional and if it's not started with the appropriate information, meaning diagnostics, x-rays, and so on and so forth, then you really can't know if it's going to be a good outcome. And you certainly can't verify that it's going to be absolutely safe for every patient if you don't have that. So putting that together, I partnered with a couple of orthodontists I've known for a long time. Bill Crutchfield uh, was my first co-founder. He's I've known Bill, uh, orthodontist in Virginia, since probably about 2004. Uh, Dr. Gadrol is an orthodontist in in Boston, Massachusetts, and Nantucket. I've known him for some time as well. Uh, both excellent businessmen, men of character, great clinicians, have the utmost respect for both of them. We came together and said, understanding that there's this movement towards more affordable, more convenient clear liner therapy, um, there's got to be a way to do this safely. And to help orthodontists who are interested in integrating this kind of treatment model into their practice, um, they can offer lower cost treatment to their patients, but yet at a very high level. 
So it gives them an alternative to argue to say, yes, in certain patients, uh, remote therapy is possible. And it might even be the best for the patient, especially if it gets them, gets more people into uh, clear aligners and more into orthodontic therapy who would otherwise be dissuaded by taking time off work, taking kids out of school, and going through the process of going to the orthodontist once every month or every other month. So we just took the best of both worlds and said, this is the way to go forward. Uh, we need the complete diagnostics from a dental professional. Then after that, we can leverage that. We can design a treatment program. We can guarantee a price, transparent, flat pricing for the patients and say, we're going to give you everything you need and everything the orthodontist needs for remote monitoring, including full uh, virtual orthodontic visits done by a smartphone at least once a month throughout treatment to make sure that everything is going well. And using that modality, we believe that we can take those patients who are a good candidate and treat them at an excellent level, uh, same at which they would get from a brick and mortar orthodontist, just far more convenient for the patient and in all likelihood more, more affordably. Okay. So, so Kevin, I'm still a little bit confused. So help me break this down for our listeners. Um, are you, do you, I know you involve an orthodontist. So mm -hmm. are, are you primarily a, a, um, a manufacturing company that, that, that produces the aligners at a fee and delivers them to the orthodontist as well as, as does the monitoring? Are you a marketing company that feeds orthodontics, orthodontists new patients? Are you using something like dental monitoring or or grin um, um, to um, remotely monitor the uh, help the orthodontist monitor the patients? Who do the patients pay? You know, just help me break it down yeah. so that it's a little bit clearer for our listeners. All very good questions. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk in the industry about you know DSOs, um, you know. Uh, providers, manufacturers, suppliers, uh, we're kind of in the middle of all that. I, I would call ourselves, you know, probably close to a DSO, although we don't own and operate dental practices, and typically that's associated with the term DSO. Uh, really, we're more of a patient management uh, company. We contract with the orthodontist, we contract with dentists to take uh, the actual examinations. We don't manufacture the aligners. We work with Dent Supply Serona and SureSmile, uh, the division of, of Dent Supply Serona for the actual aligners. We do work with dental monitoring on the um, remote monitoring aspect. We work with an excellent practice management company at a Little Rock called Grayfinch for all the patient charting and uh, developing a portal for uh, that will be accessible by patients, by the dentists, and by the orthodontists to be able to go in and see exactly what they need to see and integrate with the remote monitoring. And we work with uh, Green Sky Patient Financing so to answer part of your question there, the patient actually contracts with um, us to pay us for their fee, then we are contracting with orthodontists and with dentists as appropriate as independent contractors to get the diagnostics, to work with the orthodontist and be their patient management system, to uh, ferry those customers through and help them, give them the tools that they need for the remote monitoring and for the patient acquisition. So if you look at it that way, uh, might might solve a mystery there if I put it in more terms of like we are we are working as a patient acquisition tool partly for orthodontists uh, for getting those customers that may never be exposed to that orthodontist because they could even be in a different part of the state hours away who are interested in this treatment but uh, want to do it 
under the supervision of an orthodontist, contracting with an orthodontist that they know the name of, by the way, mm -hmm. before they ever enter into treatment. And they have, again, the safety of those diagnostics that they get on the front end so that everybody can make sure that their treatment is going to be safe. And there's not something going on underneath the roots or with the gums that would otherwise make ortho treatment just inadvisable to any degree. Okay. Mm -hmm. So so that makes it a lot clearer. So, you know, as the orthodontist, you're taking care of the finances. You're also providing the aligners. You need the orthodontist to take the diagnostic records and and to evaluate the treatment plan and monitor the, the yeah, treatment the remotely. Mm-hmm. So how much does the patient pay and how much does the orthodontist get? Yeah, good questions. So uh, backing up just a bit, we do work with um, a network of general dentists as well to take the diagnostics. Now those general dentists uh, in, in, in those scenarios are receiving leads that we send them from our own social media marketing uh, to go in and take about, and it usually depends on the dental practice, but typically between 20, 30 minutes uh, to take a full panel of, of five diagnostics, uh, probably more so by the way, than, than what many orthodontic offices take on patients that they see in person. Um, the dentists then upload those records to our system for our orthodontists to take a look at and then either qualify or disqualify the patient based upon those diagnostics um, and then move forward from there with the orthodontic oversight. So it's important to say that there's about three, at least three, if not four quality checks in this process where an orthodontist and or a dentist can step in and say, this is not a patient that should be treated this way. And in that case, then we uh, transfer them to or, or recommend that they go to a local dentist if they have preventative or restorative, restorative issues, or if it's just a case that we just cannot coordinate treatment on, um, then that patient goes to, we, we refer them on to an, to an orthodontist. As a matter of fact, I like to say that the very first patient we ever had uh, come in retail mm -hmm. to us, we had to disqualify. It hurt to do from a business perspective, but from a patient care perspective, we said, uh, you're not somebody we can handle. You need more extensive orthodontic work, and we're going to refer you to an orthodontist. Mm -hmm. um, so we work with those orthodontists. Uh, they get paid uh, a fee for examining the patient. And even if they disqualify them, they, they get paid a fee if they then take on that um, patient. And actually, when I say pay a fee, I'm going to lawyer it up a little bit here and say they are contracting with us to be their independent contractor on the patient management side. So the amount of revenue they get per patient is based upon a fee that we take from the patient minus the other business administrative services that we uh, use, dental monitoring, we pay the lab fees, we pay all the patient financing. So there's no money coming out of pocket for that orthodontist for these patients. Um, and then they get a percentage of the overall fee for their professional services. I, I always like talking to an attorney because... <laughs> Because it, it usually takes a few different questions in different ways before getting the answer. So, so how much does it cost the patient, and what does the orthodontist get? Oh, sorry. Yes, <laughs> I, I overlooked that. So we do have transparent pricing. So if it's if it's a single arch case and it's going to be a six month case, it's going to be about twenty four ninety five. Um, if it's a twelve month case, which by the way, as you might suspect, which most of your listeners would probably suspect. Most of the cases we are seeing from the screenings are coming in at about a dual arch 12 month case. Um, that is pegged right at $3,980. Uh, 
um, a full dual arch 18 month case, which is the most complicated we will take is 4480. Um, we haven't seen many of those. Most of them are falling right in that 3980 12 month dual arch case scenario. And, you know, in a place like to, to give you an idea of the market and your listeners, of course, will understand the market and, and what that cost breakdown is. Where I live in St. Louis, uh, we've taken multiple patients who have come to us after they've received a quote from a local orthodontist for a 12 month clear liner case, dual arch. And all of those quotes come in right around 6,400 to 7,200. And they take a look at us and say, well, you know, I can save two or $3,000 going with you guys and I can save the time going to the ortho. So if you can give me an equivalent product, uh, equivalent uh, process and, and make sure the oversight is safe, this is fantastic, I'm saving money. To your other question, by the way, I don't wanna dodge that. Uh, the orthodontist, what their fee is on the back end of mm -hmm. after the administrative uh, lab fees and the monitoring fees and financing fees and everything is taken out of, depends on the on the length of the case. Um, typically, it's anywhere between $250 up to $600 for the orthodontist. Um, but then again, it depends upon the the, the amount of time and monitoring, the, the disqualification process and that. So between $250 and $600 with an average being somewhere in the middle. Okay. I mean, it seems like a, a low amount to take on some responsibility that way. Just, just as a, a as a side, I'm thinking thinking well, of myself. Play. Well, this is What's the that? question. Is, is like the volume, I guess, is the question. Mm -hmm. So, like, it, it, so I, yeah. if I'm right, you you take on the marketing uh, responsibility, mm -hmm. right? So you're marketing to right. to potential patients under clear blue smiles and then you send them in all these different directions so what what sort of expectation should orthodontists have in terms of the number of patients coming their way which by the way i understand is a difficult question because we get it all the time and so i you know i know that that's hard to answer but i would love to ask it yeah it's a great question and i'm happy to answer it i mean it, we, we work with the orthodontists on on that and we pride ourselves on being a, a boutique kind of luxury patient management service for those orthodontists. And if an orthodontist comes to us and says, I don't want to treat any more than 40 or 50 patients per month in this scenario, then that's what we do. And, and if they get to 40 or 50 a month and they say, you know what, this is not that hard. It's, it's I'm getting all of the information I need from the monitoring service. It doesn't take me very long. Uh, some of our orthodontists say, you know, with patient load like that, it takes them about, you know, an hour per week to, to, to check up on all the remote monitoring, make notes as, as it might be the case. Because again, that artificial intelligence, the, the scans that are coming in through dental monitoring, I would argue, and I'm, again, I'm not an orthodontist, I'm just a lawyer, but, but from what I see and from what I hear from our orthodontists, the quality of the images, the quality of the information and data that comes in from some of those online scans is far richer and gives them far more information than what they could see if they had a patient in person looking at them with the naked eye. Right. Um, it yeah. just, it, you know, and it, and it doesn't take very long for that software then to flag issues. And so right. then they, it helps the orthodontist actually to more efficiently allocate mm -hmm. their time because yeah. if there's a patient over here with zero issues, no, no point in spending much time on that. Right. I think, you know, from our perspective, we're big supporters of remote monitoring technology. Mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of our clients that we work with that, that have it in place, and we feel like it does mm -hmm. offer a lot by way of convenience you know, for the patient and efficiency mm -hmm. in terms for the, of the total case treatment time, and it just meets a consumer need as well. Mm -hmm. And so we 
totally uh, agree. And the clarity of the imagery too is, is really good. You can see a lot more and you can see it more frequently than you do when you bring in the patient to sit in the chair. Uh, so the, yeah. I guess my, so in terms of evaluating, okay, well, as an orthodontist, you can contract um, with dental monitoring and you get the virtual monitoring. You can contract with, uh, you know, people in practice and we can do the marketing where you can contract mm -hmm. with, um, you know, this patient management system and this finance system and, you know, all those things. And, mm -hmm. or you could go to clear blue smiles who general contracts mm -hmm. that for you so that there's just mm -hmm. an easy way to get into this model. Um, if, if I'm right, you could either, you know, do all that yourself or you can come to you. The difference is that you're going to make a little less money on each individual case if you have all that work done for you. Uh, generally true, yeah. And that's, um, you know, what we've been talking about is sort of our our phase one business where it's almost entirely remote monitoring. Uh, we're getting ready to roll out sort of a second um, second program, which is probably more along the lines of what you described, more of a traditional practice management of in-person Um patients that those orthodontists see uh, in person, they take the diagnostics. And if they think it's a good candidate to run through clear blue, then then the orthodontist obviously gets compensated far more because they're undertaking the diagnostics, the in-person diagnostics. And, and um, it's a patient that actually walked in, presumably maybe from their own marketing leads. Mm -hmm. But the business service then we provided at orthodontist is handling all the patient payments uh, the lab fees the monitoring fees so that orthodontist isn't paying any out-of-pocket for that patient um, we're taking on all of that risk and it's freeing up chair time in the future because then those patients are not coming back in um, mm -hmm. and it all goes back by the way um, to some experience i had at the ao because i know my assistant at the time uh, we would take calls, orthodontic legal calls. Wasn't our main job, of course. I was the attorney for the association, but it was a bit, it was a service we provided to members of the AO. So if you have a routine business legal question, give us a call. Um, 80%, we charted it out over a six month period, 80% of those calls came down to two questions. One, uh, what do I do if a patient stops paying me in service uh, while they're a patient? And two, what if they stop showing up for appointments? And that was always in the back of my mind, thinking if I can create a company that largely answers or eliminates those two problems, uh, it could be fantastic. It could help patient care. It could help uh, the business services of the orthodontist. And that's kind of what's informing that secondary phase we're moving into, which is to say, let's free up your chair time, but also let's take those two other big issues off your plate. You no longer have to worry about waiting until month eight or nine to make a profit on that patient, assuming or even get get to a, a neutral, um, just to break even on that patient, assuming that that patient is paying, let us take all that worry, let us pay the lab fees, you just do what you do, which is providing excellent orthodontic service, and let us do what we do, which is taking all of those other worries off your mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I this second model is particularly interesting to us, I think, because we have a lot of clients where we do some of the, mar you know, we're obviously doing the marketing um, and we're advising on mm -hmm. technology and things like that. And so this is an interesting point at which I feel mm -hmm. we could talk about like how that might fit in with our clients because it, it's sure. burdensome. It's definitely, it, it can be burdensome to be able to provide this level of service, uh, this model of service, uh, because it's a real shift from what the traditional model is. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so to have a company come in and be able to take some of that burden and also risk off their plates is really, I think, a, a big opportunity. So very cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Kevin, I, I want to introduce one of our listeners to um, ask you a question. It's customary on the site. But as sure. you were speaking with Amy, one thing that came to my mind that was more of a legal question is the patient pays the fee. Orthodontist gets part of the fee. How do you um, how do you circumvent the fee splitting issue that you know is topical in in many orthodontic circles? Yeah, sure. Well, fee splitting and, and referral fees are are meant to prevent a financial uh, incentive for a doctor to um, get a portion of a fee for a service they're not providing from another doctor. So, in a, in a traditional sense. You have a dentist who enters into an agreement, which would be illegal, by the way, but um, enters into an agreement with an orthodontist and says, hey, I'm going to refer you patients for orthodontic services. And for each patient I refer you, you're going to give me a kickback of $750. That is split fee, referral fee. It's illegal because there's a sacred doctor-patient relationship there that should not be – the aim of the law is there to, to not sully that sacred relationship with a financial incentive on the back end. Um what we're doing comes nowhere close to that because we're offering business services almost like any other DSO would to those orthodontists to provide the orthodontic services. When it comes to the dentists and, and our relationship there, we're independent contracting with them to provide a service that's just a, a set fee service. So they're not getting any referral kickback fee. They're providing a service for um, in, in uploading the, the diagnostic charting and all of that to our systems for a set fee. So it's it's a very clear line. It's a great question. Um, and one we get often, but you know, it, it's it, ultimately, it's a pretty simple answer is that nobody's getting a split fee or a fee for the referral of patients. Mm -hmm. yep. Okay, great. So um, let's listen to the uh, caller's question. Sure. I'm Dr. Lee Sina from Forest Lake, Minnesota. Kevin, my question for you is, how will Clear Blue Smiles differentiate itself from other online aligner companies already in the market? And what has been the reaction from the general public, the community of orthodontists, and organized orthodontics to that effort? Well, uh, that's a great question from Dr. Sina. Um, so, I mean, we, we've talked a little bit about what we, how we differentiate ourselves from the market. And, you know, the, the, the easy answer for the, you know, those companies out there that, that really do advertise mostly direct to consumer and treat off nothing more than a physical impression or an intraoral scan. Um, it's far more advanced. We're making sure that every patient is safe to treat. Um, you know, we do perio probes on every tooth. We take x-rays. We do a dental clearance. We make sure that um, the occlusal is, is clear to the orthodontist by taking clinical photos so they can kind of see how the mouth will look and how the smile will look after correction. Uh, before, during, and after correction, I should say. So we differentiate ourselves from the typical, what you would consider, you know, the big purple and the other companies that, that are competing with big purple in that scenario. Uh, we're differentiating ourselves from a normal brick and mortar orthodontist by saying, you don't need to go to the orthodontist if you're a candidate for a treatment. Um, you, you go and get your diagnostics on the front end to make sure it's safe and to make sure we have everything we need to treat efficiently. And then we reduce those uh, that time to a couple of minutes per month for the remote monitoring 
and make sure that a professional orthodontist is making sure that you are progressing the way you, you should progress. Um, so we, we are, we, we like to say we're that perfect hybrid model of where tradition meets technology and we're putting that turnkey into the hands of the orthodontists we work with to leverage that for whole new markets of people out there who want that convenience, but also want the safety and um, peace of mind of having an orthodontist oversee their treatment. Uh, the second part of his question is interesting, how the establishment has responded. Um, it's interesting, the, the AAO in particular, I believe just gave an innovator award to, to Grin, which is remote monitoring. Um, I know they have put out several, um, you know, guides to teledentistry, which um, before I left the AO, I had some influence in, in shaping that guide to teledentistry. And, and I'm happy to say the Clear Blue Smiles complies with the AO's guide to teledentistry, at least the spirit of what they're trying to say, uh, which they can't really suggest um, specific things because uh, as, as I'm painfully aware, they are a a group of competitors by nature and are very limited in what they can do to influence the industry because they can very easily step into antitrust issues, uh, anti-competitive behavior, uh, restraint of trade. So um, that said, I'm happy to say that we comply with the spirit of what they're trying to communicate in that uh, guide to teledentistry. I think though, at the same time, uh, the AO is made up of a lot of orthodontists who are in leadership positions who who look at what we're doing uh, a little warily, quite frankly, because it's it's a threatening business model if you don't really delve into exactly what we're doing. I think if any traditional orthodontist really digs in to see what we're doing, they would understand that we are helping them kind of future-proof their practice and get them ready to to plot out the next five or ten years of their practice. And, and more efficiently allocate their time between patients who are a good fit for this business model versus patients who, who might need a lot more time uh, because they have more extensive orthodontic work that needs to be done. Um, and they see us as a way of, of more efficiently allocating that time, spending more time with patients who need it, spending less with those who don't, and then charging accordingly. Um, you know, uh, simpler cases don't need to cost as much as a, as a complex case. And, and we're a great way to, to give them the ability to bring that to their market and bring that to their patients. So, uh, you know, it's a complicated question that the establishment, a lot of doctors have uh, embraced us, of course. A lot of them look at us and say, this is fantastic. The response we've got from the public has been actually, I mean, I think I can say unanimously good. Uh, they look at it and they say, well, this is, you know, a, a great hybrid. I wouldn't necessarily go with knockoff healthcare. Wouldn't necessarily go with a situation where I never see a doctor or I never see a dentist. But it kind of makes sense that if I see a dentist one time and get those diagnostics, I can then uh, take the aligners and and work with the orthodontist virtually and then never really have to go see them again. And that, that works out fantastically well because it saves the patient a lot of time saves your orthodontist some time and you still get an excellent outcome. Kevin, this has been so helpful. Um, super interesting. We really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. If our listeners would like to, to learn more about Clear Blue Smiles or want to contact you directly, what would be the best way to reach you? Well, I, I'm always happy to answer uh, emails. Kevin at Clear Blue Smiles, we're, we're unpretentious over here. We, uh, we, we keep it fun and informal. Uh, Kevin at clearbluesmiles.com. 
And they can also go to our website, of course, and, and read more about uh, what we're doing, our environmental corporate responsibility, which we didn't talk about today, but uh, we have a pretty robust environmental corporate responsibility of removing plastic from the environment for each case that we treat and reducing single-use plastic. There's a provider page if uh, they'd like more information on what it looks like to be a provider, either as a dentist or an orthodontist. Well, a wealth of information on our website to be able to, to, to learn more about us there. Great. Clearbluesmiles.com and Kevin at clearbluesmiles.com. Great. Well, thank you again. We look forward to having you on in a future podcast. This has been super interesting. Sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. You can subscribe or download other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you enjoyed it, we'd appreciate you telling a colleague. For more information about people in practice, you can sign up for our free marketing newsletter on our website at pplpractice.com. Thank you very much for listening. Amy and I really appreciate the comments and and the feedback we're getting for the podcast. Um, We're approaching our 20,000th download, so we really, really appreciate it. If you would like any information about people in practice or marketing or any questions in general relating to your practice, shoot me an email at leon at pplpractice.com. Take a look at my June article in uh, the JCO. I put down uh, 10 ways to grow your practice. I think it's a, a useful read. And remember that it's never been a better time to be an orthodontist. This is the golden age. Take advantage of it. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us on the Survival Guide for Orthodontists, where we help your practice grow within a massively disrupted industry. Subscribe to this podcast and connect with us on social media. Find us online at thesurvivalguidefororthodontists.com.